Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. We hope y'all uh, survived the uh, New Year's partaying out there, <laughs> and we're glad you're joining us for another episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this week, dude, this one was this was rough. I'm just gonna throw it out there. This, I thought this was awesome. I know. I'm trying to bait them. Damn oh, it. all right. Yeah. Sorry. This record's horrible. This is horrible. Terrible. T-R-B-L Kenny. <laughs> no, this week we are bringing you the second outing from Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. Hell yeah. And we're uh, in season three. This is episode nine. And uh, we are, uh, we're not going to like beat them up together because we didn't listen to them. Uh, wow. You right? Already those adult beverages kicking in. You feel better? Yeah, I'm good. But uh, we're not going to do them like head head to head. We're just going to give you our take. Yeah, uh, we're trying a bit different. So what Brandon's got the nice um, new reissue, uh, and I've got an OG copy. So he listened to his, and I listened to mine. So we'll get a little bit of a you know a little compare and contrast. Yeah, so we're going to go at it from that angle and see how it goes. So pretty much I, I based everything I'm saying off of the reissue from 2011. It's a, I know I'm going to catch flag from the purist, but I don't care. It's the Walmart 2011 reissue blue and black swirl edition that I'm talking about. Can we wait? Let me jump in here. Right. Uh, you and I both have a few of these from Walmart, right? Uh, yeah. People always bag on these fucking Walmart reissues and the Target reissues. I hate Walmart as much as everybody. These reissues are good. Like we between us, we probably got five or six of them. We there's been no issue with any of them, and it's cool. Like they're pressed on cool colors. A lot of them are 180 gram. Like <laughs> they're right. nice reissues. So that's, that's don't, what I, you know. I mean, I've never had a problem with them. And a good price. It's 22 bucks. Well, the funny thing was about this one. I picked it up on the Black Friday sale, oh, yeah. so this was only like 15 when I got it. And yeah, which is you know. Cheaper than what I paid for my OG copy. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sorry for the purist out there, but if you guys are finding albums like this for freaking 2 and $3 and they're fucking very good plus, you better buy them up because where we're at, we yeah. can't find jack shit for... What'd you pay? Almost twenty. Uh, it was it was seventeen. Okay, so he paid almost twenty for uh, uh, OG. Yep. You know, so come on now. Like I said, you you can bash Walmart, and like I said, I get it. I get I ain't going into the whole fucking this that they destroy small business shit. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I, you, I support everybody. You can hate Walmart and also buy these reissues because they're good. Yeah, you know because what I mean? and and one thing I will say about the Walmart and 
um, I think it's true for the targets too, mm-hmm. is they only press so many yeah. and they send them out to the stores and then that's it. Yeah. So if you see it there, you better grab it because it may not be there the next time. Well, the, the reason is, well, you know, they've got the limited edition colors, yeah, right? And they so call they, they them, license them for a certain amount. Yeah, they call them their exclusives or something. Yeah, so... They have to pay for the rights to get that exclusive color, so... But, I mean, I, like I said, I haven't ever found anything wrong with them yet. No. And not. so, you know, that's a, another show for another day, but I guess. all that being said, Brandon and I always encourage folks to check your local oh, uh, yeah. record stores first, right? But, I mean, but the thing is, there's sometimes even you go in the local shops and, you know, you'll walk out empty-handed because they just don't have anything that you want that day. Well, that's a good point. That Like these reissues, these Walmart and Target reissues, it's a good option because you can't find the originals a lot. You just can't. And sometimes you end up paying more. Like if you're going to buy it through Discogs or something, yeah. you, you'll pay more for this than you would for this. And that's usually, if there's an album that I have to have, my first go-to is Discogs. Yeah. And... Um, you know, occasionally fucking eBay, but God, it's yeah, a shit show. eBay is a shit show. And because I know pretty much stuff that I'm looking for our local shop, somebody's already been in there and sniped yeah. every one of them. Like what you got yeah. lucky and found like an Iron Maiden one day. I did. And the, the guy at the shop said, I can't believe that's still fucking here. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, that's the shit we run into. But yeah. like I said, I've, I haven't had any problems with them. No. All right. Well, um, that, that's our rant for the day. That, yeah, that's our daily rant. You also, know. get off our fucking lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Fellas, stay off of the lawn, please. A little Stanley humor for you folks. Um, if you don't know what Stanley I'm talking about, you guys need to go back to 1995 and do a little movie watching of what was that? Saturday, Sunday? I believe it was Friday. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, classic. But hey, you know, we're still suffering the hangover from uh, New Year's Eve too, folks. <laughs> All right, Trav was in charge of the beer this week, so I'm going to dip over here to the old Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews Beer Vault. Yeah, check it out. I'm not proud of this one, Brandon. Or should we, or should we call it the Beer Show? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we don't support that company. It, it's interchangeable. You know. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. It changes names weekly. Um, All right, I'm going in. Yeah, go grab it. Uh, this is not my best moment for for beers. I'll be honest with you. Um, but well, they're tall boys. It was bound to happen. That's all I'll say. It seems like it'll go well with this record. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all I can say is T R B L Kenny. Uh, it's a big one. I got a funny story about this one. I have had this before. Yeah, I mean, everybody spent time with us. You want to tell them what it is? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we got 25 fluid ounces of Natty Light. <laughs> it says uh, brewed in America since 1977. Uh, America's I don't know about Pilsner. brewed or just uh, squeegeed off of the floor at the brewery. Uh, we'd have to ask Anheuser-Busch <laughs> on that one. And it's called the big one. Whew. That's what she said. <laughs> Jeez. Um all right, you ready for this? No, not really. <laughs> hey, I will say this. A buddy yeah. a buddy of mine, Peyton Farrell, he used to love him some natties. Uh we've got a friend who owns a bar in Columbus, right? He owns he's the bar owner. He keeps natural light there in stock because that's what he drinks. <laughs> Ooh. I love it. <laughs> 
I don't know about this one. All right, you ready? Cousin Troy, send all the fucking hate mail this week. We'll give her a go. Cheers. Uh, ooh, I don't know how cheery it's going to be. Ooh, I got to psych myself up for this. Uh, tastes a little bit like cough medicine, but I haven't had that for a long time. Why is it so fucking sweet? These cheap beers, right? Remember, they usually taste like the inside of the can or really like... Well, it's got definitely the can taste, but it's got that corn syrup sweetness. <laughs> it's worse than I remember. It really is. I Ugh. like the can, though. The can is retro. I do like the can. But it, it really, it's worse than I remember. This tastes more like a, a malt liquor or an ice beer that we've reviewed. It, it tastes like a, a crossbreed of both of those. And not in a good way. No. Um, I'm sorry. All right, here, let's take it to the head. <laughs> God, this is rough. I don't think I can drink any more of that. I can... Ugh. I plan on drinking more after we record this episode. I'm not going to try no more, because, man, I get... Ugh. It's already got my stomach turning. Is that the sweetest beer we've drank? No. It's got to be up there. It, it for a light beer, right? Yes, right. But um, it does. It's got that real sweet, like uh, was it the Schlitz? It's got the Schlitz malt liquor, corn syrupy. It does have that corn syrup, like the Colt Forty Five yeah. did, yeah. and stuff like that. It is. It's pretty similar to Colt Forty Five. I mean, if if there's one malt liquor that's going to sit in the beer vault, it's going to be Mickey's. Yep. Uh, yeah, this, I don't even know how you could say this shit's drinkable, man. So what was this, about a buck oh nine a can or what? They ratcheted it up. These were one ninety nine each. One ninety two dollars for, ooh, shit. Yeah. I think you can get a big Heineken for around that price. I know. Like, there was one other beer I was looking at, and I wish I would have got that one. Uh, I'm just going out on a limb here, and the natural light. Uh, she's a big thumbs down in my book. Yeah, thumbs down. Holy shit. Ooh. Okay, there's... Hold on. There's probably... Eh, about 22 and a half ounces left. I don't think I'll be partaking in. That's like drinking sweet tea in a can. I don't know. I'd rather have sweet tea, I think. Oh, man. It's awful. God. Stay away from the natural light, folks. Will and, you get me an actual beer out of the beer yeah, vault? I can't. I can't. Um, I can't I'm going that. back into the vault. I, I can't handle that hey what do you want we do got a smorgasbord over here you you want the celebration hops yeah that's probably the last of the year all right he's he's got a secret stash of the uh sierra nevada ipa celebration that's right in there um i wasn't a huge fan of it but i would rather try to choke one of those down than this natural light i guarantee you Ah, damn, that's... Oh. What is it about shitty beers? They fucking stick around in your mouth. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that's what she said, too. <laughs> oh, well. All right, we got our that's what she said jokes in for the week. <laughs> um, Hey, I do want to say, oh, I, I, I really hope everyone enjoyed our Christmas special that we did uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was fun to do. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the White Snake episode. Also fun. And, 
We hope you're going to enjoy this episode. We don't know yet. We don't know. And then next week is the season finale. Yes, the finale next week. Dum, dum, dum. And I, we're not going to tell you what it is yet. Nope. I mean, fuck it. You guys already know what it is when you pull it up anyway, but... We like to add a little suspense for you for, what, seven days? Well, we could do it with uh, some question marks again so people don't know what they're getting until they get into it. Yeah, it kind of works for Montrose. Finale, yeah. It's called So Far Montrose is Leading the Pack out of uh, Season 3. Yep. Good Lord, that natural love. Yeah. It's bad, folks. Stay away. Brandon just threw up all over the mixing board. I thought I did. Wait, no, I threw up all over <laughs> Mr. Smoking Computer. What's up, buddy? What these fucked up, man. Ooh, that motherfucker there wouldn't even drink that damn natural light. I can tell you that. Mm. All right. Well, let's hop into uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. It was Ozzy's second outing with, uh, you know, Mr. Randy Rhodes. Absolutely. Can I just mention this? I mentioned this to you right before we started recording, but this always fucking amazes me. Back in this time, like late 70s, early 80s, mid 70s, bands cranked out albums and they were fucking good, right? So between 80 and 86, Ozzy put out Blizzard of Oz, Diary of Madman, Speak of the Devil, Bark at the Moon, Ultimate Sin. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, You know, I, I don't know if it was by design, Pro- um, I know he was broke then, so it's probably for cash, but still, those are all good records. I think these first two albums, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, I think those were yeah. just to get him out there. Yeah. Um, you know. But they're good. They're great, and there's controversy behind yeah. every fucking one of them. Namely, oh, Sharon! <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. You know, but hey, have you ever seen an episode of The View? And then you wonder... Well, Who I, wore the pants in that relationship, <laughs> folks? I think we all know that one. I know, but the godfather of uh, metal, I don't think it was him. Um, wait, before we get started, I do have a question for you. I'm sorry, he you. was the Prince of Darkness. He was the Prince of Darkness. I'm sorry, it's that natural light, man. Ooh. I've got a question before we get into this, right? All right. You like Solo Ozzy better than Black Sabbath, right? Um... Yes. I was just curious. They're both good. I like them both, too. I like Black Sabbath No, better. I like both of them, but I think I like his solo work because that's, you know, more what I was into. Yeah. Um, I was just curious. They're both good. They're so different, right? Oh, totally. Um, Except for maybe there's a song on here that kind of reminds me of a Sabbath tune. Right. We'll get into that later. <sighs> what do you got uh, then for album cover and artwork? Oh, this one. Wow. I mean, you got to go a five. You're goddamn right you do. You got to go a five. I mean, it's creepy as fuck. Yep. Um, upside down You cross. got the upside down crosses. You got, what was that, Ozzy's kid, Lewis? Yep, right there. Didn't ever know there was a Lewis Osborne, but there is. Yep. He's on the cover. Um, you know, Ozzy's in full uh, theatrical makeup garb. It's like it's in an old <laughs> castle, you know? Yeah, and... You know, I love how the Aussie logo pops with the yellow and the red. It does. I'm calling it red. It's kind of an orangish red, but I'm just going red. And it jumps off of the dark background. It's fantastic. You know, know, this kind of shit bugs me. You know this, right? The way Diary of Madman is, the way it's set up, it's way too close to the the bottom, the way it's justified. It's right on the edge. I know, but that's the way they did it from the get-go. I know. It absolutely is the same on mine. I'm just like, 
you should match that with the Aussie so that it's symmetrical. Mm, you know. But I still gave it a five. Yeah. And then Aussie, he's looking like he just snorted three pounds of Coke. He probably did. And then you flip over, flip yeah. the album over. Travis got the album in his hand, flip it over, and bam, there's one high as hell Aussie. In his regular uh, concert garb. He is. He's wearing the uh, outfit he wore on my favorite Sabbath album, on the cover, on, on volume four. Well, you know, he, you know, this is after he bit the head off the bat and everything else, you know. Yep. And one thing about the back I do love, I love the bone font that they used for the song titles. I was just going to say that. I like that too. So, you know, it's, it's a great cover. Yeah, it is. Um... Yeah, fucking, what else can you say about that? It's awesome. I'll be honest. I like all of this era uh, solo Ozzy covers. I think they're all cool. Yeah. Because you remember being a kid and seeing it in the store, you're like, oh, shit, what's that? But the thing is, this one, it's creepy. Mm -hmm. Well, Blizzard of Oz was kind of creepy. Yep. This one's creepy. Yep. And then Barker at the Moon kind of gets creepy. Yep. And then you, you go into uh, the ultimate sin, and it's different. And yeah, but the chick's got like laser yeah. freaking eyes. I mean, it, I don't know. It's nuts. But you know, and, and you know, speak of the devil's a little bit creepy too, right? It's called speak of the devil, right? Uh, but all those four are pretty similar, and then ultimate sin is a little bit different. Yeah, well, he, but you and I will get into this. You and I fucking love ultimate sin. I love it. Yeah. Um, Wish they would repress that one on Walmart vinyl or any vinyl other than the box set because guess what? I love Ozzy Osbourne. I am not paying $500 for a fucking box set. Yeah. I mean, I draw the line. That's just crazy. Hey, draw the line. Yeah, that's it. That's crazy. Talking about Ozzy drawing the line. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, So strong tracks like it's fucking easy. It's a five. <laughs> um let me see i bounced it around from a five to a five mm. yes uh, that, that, that's a fair assumption um for me Ugh, i can't get that natural light <laughs> i know it's, it's, it sticks around I, I you've done this before i think but i haven't so this is my favorite ozzy record and um i think the whole album is a strong track i buy into that yeah um, you know, I just threw out there over the mountain, flying high again. You yeah. can't kill rock and roll, believer. Okay, all of side one. <laughs> I, I mean, right? it, it's fucking loaded. It totally is. But the guitar on Little Dolls yep. starts the ass kicking on side two. Yep. I mean, yes, yeah, definite five. Um, because it's so good. Like, did you have a hard time doing favorite track? I did. I did too. Like for this is the hardest I've had in a while picking favorite track. But the favorite track deal, I did not really want to pick a single. No. Um because uh let me see. The singles off of this was Flying High Again, Over the Mountain, and Tonight. But what I did, I I ended up picking one even though I didn't want to, you know, we try to avoid singles, but so my favorite track, I, it's a five, is Believer. I think that song's <laughs> fucking great. Is, is that your track to avoid? No. Uh, but it's kind of a weird one, right? But it's got that awesome riff in it. I fucking love it, right? And then I've always loved um, Over the Mountain. Okay. You know, that's just, that's just a good song. Are you ready for my favorite? Yeah. Okay, shocker, folks. I gave it a five. And I also went Believer. Nice. And... 
Honestly, that song reminds me of a Black Sabbath tune on steroids and cocaine. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Like it's got that, and then yeah, you get but, that fucking riff, and it's like. I mean, Randy yeah. Rhodes, man, his guitar tone and everything transformed from Blizzard of Oz to this album. You're hundred percent right, and I I mentioned this in my notes later on, but I'll say it now. His tone is so much better on this because his tone previously had. For me, I know people are going to hate this. It was tinny. It was tinny and it's just so much mid-range. And I like yeah. mid-range, right? Well, but it was like... Every 80s album had gobs yeah. of uh, mid-range. But this one, they dialed... It's still... You can tell it's Randy's tone, right? But they dialed that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it works way better. And, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Start with uh, <laughs> Track to Avoid. Okay. Track to Avoid. Now, this was fucking rough. I know it was. Honestly, out of every album we reviewed, I think this was the roughest to find a track to avoid. It's hard when every song's good. I give it a five. Yeah. It's a shocker here. And I chose none. Really? Listen to the whole fucking album. This album to I probably, me... That's, I probably should have done that. This since al- I, I said the whole album is, is strong tracks. I probably yes, should have done this that. album to me is... Um, I think it it's great. It works. If I could go back and change it, I would change it to none. But I'm going to leave it the way I did. I still gave it a five, all right? <laughs> okay, well, he gave it a five. See, at first, I wrote my number down. Yeah. I gave it a five. But then I'm like, the one that I thought I was going to throw away, it actually ended up being one of my deep cuts. Uh, so tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we jumped ahead a little bit. We've been bit, doing folks. this too long. So I picked that... As my track to avoid, but it's still a five, so you shouldn't avoid it. Because, it, and go ahead and say why, and then I'll get into mine. The mix on this song is slightly different than the rest of the record, and it totally works. And then there's the synth. You know I fucking love the synth, right? I love the synth He stuff. loves the keys, folks. Um, and so it totally works, but uh, so you, you we, I, we can go right into deep cuts, since okay. that's what you picked. So tonight, I took two out of deep cuts. Yeah. Both of them I give a five. Surprise. Tonight, I love how it starts slow and cheesy, and you... you th- <laughs> I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> okay, but it is. It's slow and cheesy when it starts. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm going to hate this fucking song. But then when, like, the chorus and shit kicks in, it's great. And Ozzy's voice with the fucking uh, keyboards yeah. and the piano yeah. and shit, it just it works so good. I'm like, I can't throw that fucking song out. Plus then, when you go back and listen to it again... That cheesy part is less cheesy, it, right? It, is. it works. And and honestly, if if you uh if you're listening to it on the vinyl, it's like it it's got that like we like to say on this show, it's that real broad, like seventies full sound to it. Yep. Yeah, so just you know, if you guys are listening to the show, you know that Brandon and I love that, like the records fill up the room. But one thing we also do when we're doing our notes, we listen to the vinyl, but then we'll listen to it digitally so we can kinda we can talk about that 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 difference, you know, where, the, where and, there is that space in the middle. And plus, we do do it, listen to it digitally too, because when we're doing our notes, it's easy. Like if you think, "Oh man, that reminds me of something," you can just hit yeah. return, you know, re- absolutely rewind, whatever. Back in our day, kids, we had what they called cassette tapes, <laughs> and we used to have to rewind that motherfucker. But you know, now you just push a button and it's boom, there it starts right over. It's awesome. And my uh, second deep cut, I picked uh, S A T O. Oh, nice. Um, that's a good song you know and i just i just like it i had that 
I, I picked two deep cuts. I had three at SAT. I was one of mine, but I cut it down to two. Uh, gave him a five, right? Um, so we love when an album has a killer last song, right? Diary of a Madman, like, oh, right? Hello. I, and I'm not sure it's a deep cut because it's the album title, right? But it wasn't I, a single. But see, going into when I was setting up today to do my notes, yeah, I already had it in my head that I was like, man, that's like, that's either going to be my favorite or my deep cut. And then when I listen to them, I'm like, man, Believer is just fucking... I know. And it ends side one. I think this is the most solid side one we've done thus far. I'll, I'll agree. I want to say this. Um, this is in the top three of the 30 records we've done. This is uh, this is in my top three. Oh, I I, I agree with that. Um, I forgot how good it was. I did too. Uh, but so the other deep because cut, this one always lived in the shadows of Blizzard of Oz for yep, some reason for a long time and I and then it kind of got eclipsed later on then by Ultimate Sin right yeah um so my other deep cut was you can't kill rock and roll it's a great tune it really is and you know I'm usually and that could have easily been my favorite and I usually don't pick the ballads off records for my deep but to cut, me right? that song because Randy goes from that classical sound it changes halfway and through right it, it's like that when that that yeah. guitar kicks in it's like you're like man it's it, it's it's well i like to call a roller coaster song it, yeah it is it's um so to go with that the other thing that i think is great about this song right or this this record eight songs right and it's sequenced so well, like each side just flows awesome. Oh, yeah. One song to this the next. This album does have, I think, I mean, I know we're we're low buck. Uh, what are we in? Uh, 21 countries and one occupied. And, and one uh, British territory. Or British territory. We're in a territory now. Yeah. So kind of, I counted as 22. Trav's a stickler for the rules. So he's 21 in a territory. But, right. Uh, yeah, we're we're moving out there. But, uh, man, I just, I love it. Um, this may be my favorite thing about doing the show is going back to records that we used to love and haven't listened to for a while. And then you fall in love with them again. You're just like, holy shit, this is so good. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, um, um, what are we on production? Yeah. What do you got? Um, I gave it a four. Um, I think, uh, you know, because I listened to the reissue. Yeah. So I think George Marino, I think he did a great job on this one. And I'm glad that they put the original rhythm section back in this album. A lot of controversy about it because Sharon, um, she kind of... Uh, Is that why they changed it up originally? Yeah. With the hurt? yeah. She, well, it, it kind of, it's one of them deals that goes from Blizzard of Oz to Bark at the Moon to Ultimate Sin it was like Sharon wanted Ozzy to have every right to everything, yeah. and none of the band members got recognized for shit. Right. I think, I take it back, I think Randy Rhodes always got recognition. He did. And Zach Wilde but, got recognition. But Jakey e. Lee got the raw end of the fucking stick on his uh, two and, albums and, and Ozzy. You're absolutely right. There's a fantastic interview with him that's... like. I'm going to say 10 or 12 years old. I can't remember. You can find it on the internet. And the thing is, he seemed like he's like the nicest fucking dude you'd he ever totally run into. He totally does, but he was totally up front. They were talking to him about songwriting credits, and, and and 
this is not quite verbatim, but he was like, yeah, Ozzy wrote those guitar tracks. He's like, I wrote that fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Bark at the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. The fucking opening, you know, just the, jeez. Right. Um, but then, to me, that was all Sharon's doing. Because honestly, if you go through Ozzy's, um, you know he was stoned to the fucking bone. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And he had no fucking clue what was going on. He just went along for the ride. Um, You know, I, I gave... I gave it a four two for production and overall sound. Uh, you know, it's it's a great '80s sound. And I mentioned earlier, like Randy Rhodes' guitar sounds the best on on this album. I of, I agree with that. But I actually prefer the way that this is recorded instead of being like super polished. I think it it works really well it, for this. It does have that raw aspect to yeah. it. But I only I I would have went five, but I gave it the four. Because I know, like Randy Rhodes was never happy with the way this was, because he, he, you know, he was a virtuoso yeah, sure. perfectionist. Yep. And God, they recorded this thing um, in like three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't long. At this all. whole album was like three weeks. Yeah. They recorded this, and um, uh, it, you know, it, it, it to me, it does not sound rushed at all. No. But I just wonder if they would have had a little more time to do this, what it would have been. Yeah, and you know, this is um the way it's recorded is pretty similar to what we did last week with White Snake, you know, to where it's like guitar and vocals a little heavier in the yeah. mix, but it works, right? But I mean, damn, dude. I mean, this album here, man, you got your your rhythm section, you know, freaking Curse Lake and uh Daisley, man. Yeah, it's solid. I mean there's no doubt about oof. that. Um, so overall listening experience, like this will be interesting cause we're doing two different, uh, vinyl copies. So mine was the OG copy, uh, and I gave it a five because it's, um, and Brandon mentioned it earlier. It's, it's, there's so much space. You like, you're listening to it. It's not like the early ACDC stuff, that much space, but there's a lot of space on the record, uh, and it sounds great. And my copy was, um, I, I, I washed it and stuff. I use a spin clean, uh, but I, there's only... Um, one or two pops on the whole record. Uh, it's just fucking, it's great. Yeah, and like this one, I mean, you know, well, how you listen to uh, yeah, we listened to side one side a while back. One when I got it, yeah, and hell, I couldn't find anything wrong with it. No, it, it sounded perfect. But uh, yeah, I mean, to me, um, or we're on overall listening, right? Yeah, you know, I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, this to me is my favorite Ozzy Randy Rhodes album. Yeah. Um, I think this one's way better than Blizzard of Oz. I'll take all the fucking hate mail you got at Beards Brews Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or hit me up on the Facebook page. Um, I'm sorry. I, I will back you up on that. This, it, this is the best Ozzy record. It sounds better. Randy's guitar playing, to me, he was more comfortable, um, you know, playing. And and I know that's weird that I'm saying that that Randy Rose was never like comfortable playing, right? But you got to understand, like when they did Blizzard, that's like his first taste of doing like arena tours and like huge fucking crowds, man. So I'm sure that and, was yeah. like shell shock. And he was young, you know. Ozzy had come off Sabbath, you know, yeah. And so he'd been around the world and toured a bunch, bunch of records. And, and, and uh, I mean, shit, the rhythm section; those were dudes from like uh, Uriah Heep and uh, yeah, they they had spent time. Freaking, um, they'd been around. Shit, what was the other band? Um, 
Shit, I can't remember anymore. We don't do no research around here. But yeah, they, they'd been around. They weren't just studio guys. But if it was up to Sharon Osbourne, Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge would have uh, did the tracks. Right. <laughs> but you know one thing I will say about Tommy Aldridge? He was so cool on this because they they like credited him with like doing the drum shit. Yeah. And every interview he always did, he goes, you can tell that's not me. He says, that's Curse Lake, man. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to give it up to the dude. Yeah, for sure. At least he gave Lee Curse Lake the uh, credit he deserved. Yeah, no shit. Um, have you ever seen Aussie Life? No. I haven't either. Um, I don't. I really don't know why. I mean. I don't either. There's a few times when I was just, I don't know why I didn't go. Um, I wish I would have. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, I would have liked to seen, you know, Zach playing with him because I love Zach. Yeah, totally. But that is one thing funny, too. Ozzy Osbourne has had, you know, great guitarists with him his whole career. I mean, yeah. starting with Sabbath. Yep. And then, you know, you always wonder what could have been with Randy if he wouldn't have died tragically in, a, in a senseless, stupid accident. And then you got Jake, which Jake is fucking awesome. Yep. And then Zach comes in. And the f- cool thing about Zach Wilde that I always thought is... He never tried to be Randy, and he never tried to be Jake. Yeah. He just came in and was Zach, and I think that's why he fits so well. I think that's the cool thing about Solo Ozzy is all three of those guys are great, right? But they're all three totally different. Yeah, they're totally you know? different. And, and so it's like and think about Zach. three different oh. eras, right? And think about Zach. You know, well, I mean, hell, go back to Jake. Yeah. Jake's got to come in and try to pull off Randy Rhodes shit, mm-hmm. which, you yeah, know. right. And Jake did all that shit, you know, kind of like Randy did. Yeah. No Floyd, n- yeah, you yeah. know, nothing. And then Zach come in and did the same thing. But then I, I read a thing, I don't know, it was a long time ago, where uh, Dimebag used to try to get Zach to get a guitar with a Floyd Rose on it. Oh, uh, really? And Zach would never do it. And then when he finally ever played one, he's like, why the fuck didn't <laughs> I do this, like, sooner, you know? He always played Les Pauls, right? Yeah. yeah. He just always played Les Pauls. Yeah. And I mean, I love Zach. Uh, Black Label Society, yeah, great, good band. But uh, I mean, just I love how versatile Randy Rhodes' guitar playing showed through on this one. Yep. And I mean, he could go from classical, and it would just turn to metal on a fucking dime on this one. Yeah, it was great. Um, it really was. I mean, like I said, it, this is a no-brainer. If you do not have any Ozzy Osbourne in your collection, go out and get Diary of a Madman. Yeah, it's a good place to start. If you I don't have wish any. I could say the same thing for Natural Light, but I cannot do it. Mm-mm. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's it's awful. Awful. All right, should we call it a week and, and get gearing up for the season finale? Whew. I think I might have to go get rid of this Natural Light. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Good God, that stuff's bad. Yeah, it it is. Do not try it, folks. It'll wreck your innards. Yeah, it's not good. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. Um, This was our take of Ozzy Osbourne's second album, Diary of a Madman. And, you know, we'd never do any fucking research here. No. And don't forget, hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or on the Facebook page. We'll answer you back, folks. We promise. And, you know, we never do fucking research. 
Nope. And nope. smoking computer, he's lucky to even fucking record the show. Fuck that dude. But without any further ado, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And if you don't like Diary of a Madman, fuck, fuck you. you.